gets weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I feel like in 70-odd years when mm. our grandparents, when we're, you know, great-great-grandparents, we're going to have like these hokey old sayings like, don't podcast when you're grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mood. <laughs> Technically, haven't you been in a mood since you stopped drinking? Yeah, 11 years strong. Yeah, woo! Yeah. <laughs> to the mood! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's got you in a mood, little fella? Just like, well, thank you for lying to me straight away. What? Little fella, that's not <laughs> Ironically. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's nice. I don't know, just life. Yeah. Just oh, oh, preach. Preach, sister, preach. Yeah. Go on, list the reasons why it sucks. Oh, you know, jobs and bills and oh, oh. You know, there's no strip of volcano and beer factory oh. next to the house like the flying spaghetti monster promised. I know. Oh my god! Not only this, so not only like you know, if I can share with this experience, yeah. So not only do we have all the you know the bullshit that is the world housing inaffordability, stupid jobs, you know. Oh my god! Yeah. My subconscious called me fat the other night. Oh. My own subconscious. Like, give us a break. First time experiencing depression? Is it? <laughs> I get that every minute. Oh, my God. So, I had a dream, okay? It was zombie apocalypse, okay? Yeah. We're all, like, like barricaded, and they were the bad kind of zombies that eat animals. Right. Okay? Um, not the good ones that leave the animals and just eat the assholes. I'm all down with that. I don't have a problem. But... And I'm just like, no. And there's this like cat at work that, you know, there's like a cat that lives at work. And the zombies were going after the cat. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody save the cat. Somebody save the cat. Somebody save the cat. And nobody would save the cat. So I had to jump down, you know, like, ah, (laughs) roll off a car. (laughs) (laughs) Run over, make a distraction, grab the cat. And then like I run back to this building where everyone is, you know, like barricaded. Pull me back in, pull me back in. I've got the cat. And all these people are like, and they can't get me off the ground. They're just like, oh, God, you're too fat. This is my own subconscious. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but I've got the cat. Like, it's clearly it's the cat that's holding me. It's the street cat. And I'm just like, Mah! until this just big, we, we just had a new giant guy at work just start. And he literally just came along and just like picked me up and went, oh. And like put me. So the cat was saved. That's the important bit. But fuck off, subconscious. Fuck off. Can I just say, on behalf of all the post-COVID agoraphobes mm. out there, mm. thank you for coming into my home mm. and so accurately yes. simulating the experience of taking public transport <laughs> again <laughs> because I haven't had a rant like that about cats in a very long time. Oh, <laughs> What? No, it was just, for a start, go save the cat, you sons of bitches. Yeah. Okay. But Not everyone's also- Sigourney Weaver. No. Oh, my God. But they should be. How good would the world well, be? Well, yeah, the world would be much but better. But then also, fuck off, subconscious. I was so upset. I had to, like, go get myself a burger and chips. Like, of course you did. Emotionally hurt. Yes. Fucking subconscious. <laughs> fuck off. Fucking subconscious. I'm not fat. I'm cuddly. I like that. Medically, it doesn't stand up, but I do like that. I'm medically <laughs> cuddly. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a medical curiosity. See, I've kind of grown into the label because when I was like, I don't know, like 17 and mm. like fit, I mm. went and saw a doctor and they wrote obese on the thing in there. It's like, get fucked, man. Like, <laughs> I'm wearing normal clothes. and now, now I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, this kid's a gangster and they grew up in one. Yeah. I feel like it's his fault. It's not mine. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, like, you look at those charts and it's something like for like my height, it's like I read somewhere it's like, oh, I had to be like, I don't know, something like 70 kilos. And I'm like, there's one of my thighs, mate. Yeah. Like, they don't, yourself they don't down. account for people from Broken Hill. Yeah, come on. No. <laughs> We're, oh my God. My, my, my people don't weigh 70 kilos. I want to know who the person the was. The people that- we eat weigh 70 kilos. <laughs> 
I want to know who the person was. Well, obviously their name was Bristol. Mm. That came up with the poo chart. The poo chart? Have you seen the Bristol poo chart? You've never seen the Bristol poo chart? I think we're running in different circles. Wow. Like, well, this is a medical thing. There's like a chart that you can like match up. Medical. It's medical. I don't, I don't even know how to access the dark web or speak German. So there is <laughs> save it for the OnlyFans like tribunal. It's medical. It's medical. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a there's a literal chart that you can look at that shows all the different kinds of poo, and it shows them like there's drawings, and it describes consistency, shape, how it felt coming out. Look. Who who sat down and was just like I need to document this. This is pre podcasting days. Men, that's who. But there's a medical reason for it. No, there isn't. You there don't is. encourage them. No. They're all at home now, writing their little notes. There's Today ma- was a good you, one. You, <laughs> Had to tickle it out. That was like the worst version of Ice Cube I've ever heard. Little Today bit of was a good one. <laughs> Didn't even have to use my poo stick. Whatever that is. Oh my! Oh, I can tell you what a poo stick is. Give me a leaper big enough, and I'll move the moon. <laughs> Is it? No, only because you know, just you know, when you're younger, you know, you do those weird odd jobs like seasonal work to pick up extra money. Yeah, you know, like be it working at a showground or you know, it doesn't just have to be seasonal. Like no, no shame on people who have no, no, no insecure for, for work. this story. Right, seasonal work, I think, okay. really helps. Paint the picture. Okay, set your faces to classism. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. No, because I don't. I can't. I don't even know what we what we were talking about or how it came up. But this one guy started. I think. I think it was probably me complaining about you know the state of you know the toilet facilities. Okay, and how they are inadequate. And this guy started complaining about, like, oh, yeah, well, like, what do you do? It's not even a stick. And we're like, what do you mean there's, like, not even a stick? He's like, oh, you know, you poo stick. And we're like... What? When you say poo stick, is this, like, a weird uncle? Like, <laughs> show, show, show me where the poo stick touched you. Like... Um, and he went on to like know that his family yeah. had a poo stick, okay, in the bathroom. Yeah. So they could like you could whack up your poo so that it would be able to flush. Yeah, so bite sized chunks is what we're talking about here. I've been- I, no, I I I've never encountered that. I've heard a similar story about someone who had a turd knife. Oh my god! So jumpy what? you can carve it. In case it came back for a kidney? I don't know. I don't know. What? <laughs> you brought a stick to a knife fight, is what you did. To a poo fight? Yeah. So, but they would. Why, why are you stabbing your poo? No, to chop it up. Like, to reach in why? there and, like, slice it in. I don't know. You know, you hit the button and it just goes yeah. away. Yeah, it's it magic. Just, it just, yeah, I know. Or if you've just got a really. Big drop, just it just goes into the abyss. You don't stare into the abyss so long it stares back at you, and you think, "Oh, that could have been chopped up." Yeah, I, I don't know. Look, I'm a I'm a big dude. I'm six foot. Have you ever done something no. that you had to fold? Nothing. To like, <laughs> <laughs> like Tetris. It. Roll up a Tetris. <laughs> no. I've never, I've never been involved in. I've never thought at the end of a of a quality bowel movement, where's my knife? That's not a knife. Has, has, okay, has a baby just fallen out of somebody, and they've mistaken it for a poo, and went, oh, we better chop it up. It won't flush. <laughs> and then just stand by me like the dead guy <laughs> at the river, just <laughs> with their <laughs> stick just round the S bend. Take that, Moses! Off you go. <laughs> Down the Nile, <laughs> off you go, to your better life. <laughs> oh, dear. No. Oh. No. Nothing should be, like, sliced, diced or poked with a stick. No. It no. Shouldn't. If it does, see a medical professional. Or go more often. Because that's... You don't need the director's cut. It should come out in a consumable <laughs> two-hour... But there's a problem with meat eaters. You all get backed up. Don't look at me. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm just saying, like, everyone should just be vegan. It's like, just... just. 
I've never had to take a guillotine into my toilet like I'm yeah. dealing with the French aristocracy. Yeah. That's – if you at home have a <laughs> toilet knife or a toilet stick, uh, please send us an email. No, just Instagram's fine. Or a DM. I don't want to open that just DM. Just comment. No. 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 Nobody send a picture of what you're chopping up either. I oh, don't. No. 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 That's – no. This is why we don't get any audience interaction. We're just like, so if you've got, you know – Lower Amazon penis fungus. <laughs> Send us a picture. No one ever responds. This is why. If you've got like a weird bowel condition. <laughs> if you've got Crohn's disease and you keep a scimitar in your toilet, like no one's going to reach out to us. I reckon, so I reckon that's got to be a massive, like, that's a massive red flag. If I went to somebody's house and I went to the toilet and there's just a giant knife. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, you know, my first thought would be serial killer. But if they're like, oh, no, it's all right. I'm just my poo stabbing now. That's <laughs> worse. That's so much worse. Like, I, yeah, no. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Delete. Block. That's a brown flag. There's going to be brown flags, not just red flags. <laughs> oh, and I imagine a little bit foamy. Oh. oh. Yeah. No, that is such a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> How did we get on this? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Oh, dramatic pause. (laughs) I'm so upset by this. But you know, oh my God, but you know what? That's why you've never needed a knife in the toilet. You're drinking knives. (laughs) Does the work inside you like weird science. (laughs) It's a blender. (laughs) To the camera, please. (laughs) Weird science. (laughs) Oh my God. Mm. I'm brought to you by Aldi. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> yeah, you're, they probably sell poo knives. I've got no doubt. Caravan covers and poo knives. I'm sure they've got them both. And you'll see the pensioners lined up around the corner as usual. You know what? I know how every week we always come up with a great and we're like, oh, my God, we're adding that to, like, our merchandise list. Yeah. We are not adding a poo knife. We're not adding a poo knife. No, I'm sorry. I draw the line. I draw the line at poo knife. It slices. It dices. It sanitizes. Oh, oh, so wrong. <laughs> then they'd be like the nanas that knit like a little crocheted, <laughs> little scabbard for it, with the little the little floppy oh. toilet seat and the picture of Elvis. Oh my god, just the little doll you put oh, over. That it. was my grandma's poo knife. This dainty little thing. Then after the Americans left after the war, it's this fucking scythe. <laughs> oh my god oh my god no i can't even, i no no just no no okay no i can't even it's rarely i'm lost for words but no there you go just I don't, how weak are your like your ass muscles that you can't pinch it off if you have to slice it like a piece of like homemade ravioli again see your doctor you shouldn't have to just that's it. That's the end of the roll. I used to enjoy making pasta. <laughs> Not anymore. With your ass? No. What am I, the fucking Play-Doh factory? No. <laughs> no. No. You're talking about cutting it off. I No, you're the one who started this. Uh-huh. Just get to the whatever horror we're dealing with this week. <laughs> Beyond this one. You know what? It's so weird. You know, talking about <laughs> the weird things that people do. Um, and how you end up in circumstances that you never thought you'd end up. Yeah. Or people using things that you never thought that thing should be used for. Everything's a dildo if you're brave enough. <laughs> no, my Spanish friend keeps sending that. It's usually it's attached to like a picture of a cactus. Oh. <laughs> you're just like, no. They're not going to need a poo knife. Oh, no, no, no. No. But it's so weird because it totally brings us, would you believe, yeah. to the topic of this week. I know. What are the chances? Frank Sinatra once said that love and marriage go together like a horse and a carriage. And as a feminist vegan, I agree because attaching a carriage to a horse is weird and Unnatural, and that only benefits one in that scenario. A study once showed that married men 
live longer than single men. That can't be true. But married women die younger than single women. That is 100% true. For so many reasons. Oh, yeah. It's just because you're in close proximity to a man for too long. <laughs> just like you're in proximity to a man, period. Yeah. So you, you can keep a tiger, and I'm yeah. sure they're great pets, but eventually they'll kill you. Yeah. 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 Man. <laughs> a wise woman once said, if you're happy single, then you'll never be happy married because happiness comes from cats, not marriage. <laughs> In this week's story, we meet loving parents who wanted the best for their daughter and the lousy husband who wanted her parents' money. And so he tried to get her money by trying to kill his wife with a snake. Oh. Yes. That's... An interesting choice. With a snake. You didn't see that coming, did you? I didn't know. In this week's episode of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Very good. Or The Scales of Justice. Nice. That's another quality pun. Or Beware the One-Eyed Snake. Ah, oh, that's, yeah, that's. I shouldn't have ended with that one. kind of Pulp Fiction stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Penny Dreadful. No, no, I don't want to bring down the class of the podcast. No. 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 Not number two on the most overlooked podcast platform in the world. (laughs) Well, we're talking of number two. In 2018, so this is recently. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about back in the day. 2018. Okay. Uthra's parents... One highly successful rubber trader, the other a retired school principal, were disappointed that their 28-year-old daughter remained unmarried. Right. Their daughter was friendly, happy and beautiful, but had struggled at school with a learning disability and could be quite shy. Uthra still lived at home with her family. So her parents turned to the services of a matrimonial broker to find her a husband. Matrimonial broker. Mm-hmm. That is that is some Orwellian weasel words mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> a slave dealer is what you are. Hugely, hugely big business in India ah, where our story takes place. Okay. The broker introduced the family to another of her clients. I'm sure she's completely impartial. She doesn't just go for whomever has given her money to set you up with your child. Uh, Her client, Suraj Kumar. Mm -hmm. Suraj's father was a rickshaw driver and his mother a homemaker. Suraj was three years older than you... you Am I saying this correctly? It's capital U-T-H-R-A. Uthra. Uthra? That's what I'd go with, Uthra. Uthra? Let's just call her Ruth. Because it sounds like you're an Eshe going, Uthra, Eshe. Uthra. (laughs) (laughs) This is some pig Latin. No, let's let's just call her Ruth. (laughs) So Hodge was three years older than, no, I'm going to say it, Uthra. I don't know. We'll go with you, Joe. I don't fucking speak Urdu. And worked as a collection agent for a local bank. Yeah. Used to hit people for a living is what we're saying between the lines. Fair enough. And for some reason, the matchmaker thought the two would be perfect for each other. Not motivated by money at all. At all. Yes, let's take take the painfully shy, (sighs) small, young girl and hook her up with the people who hits people for a living. This is gonna go. This is gonna end great can already. You, can you imagine being like two or three days out from the end of the month, and just suddenly just being offered like ten different matches, just, just going, "This person is not meeting their monthly quota." Yeah, <coughs> and they're just trying to push the shit onto me. Yeah, just oh my god, I've got to clear them off my books somehow. <laughs> oh my god, I lose thirty percent commission if they're on the books for longer than thirty days. Damn it! <laughs> He's domestically violent, but I've got targets. <laughs> I have quotas. Uh, so they recommended him to the family and for some reason 
The parents agreed. Of course they did. And no doubt when Siraj heard about the money the family was willing to offer up as a dowry, Siraj thought that they were perfect for each other as well. Yeah. Now, technically, dowries have were made illegal in India since I think it was in the 60s. Right. Um, because the problem is they were finding, oh, what do you know, when you offer large sums of money and gold, you know, to men to just take your daughter, oh, what do you know, you find out you you women end up with people who aren't in it for a long-term relationship. They just end up with a piece of shit who wants their money. Stands to reason no matter what culture you're in. Yeah. 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 So they have technically made dowries illegal, but it still happens, you know. (sighs) The two were wed soon after, and Siraj was gifted 768 grams of gold. That's a lot. uh, Which was worth a value of approximately about, I think, about $35,000. What, Australian dollars? Yeah. Holy fuck. And a brand new car... A Suzuki sedan. Nice. So he is making out like a bandit. Absolutely. But it didn't just end there. He also received 400,000 rupees in cash, as well as an additional payment of 8,000 rupees a month from the family, quote, to look after their daughter. Look, they say some bad things about the patriarchy, but I'm just seeing dollar signs right now. <laughs> this, is, this is good motivation. Unfortunately, you're not the only one no, thinking this. really? I know. No. It's, it's going to shock you. Oh. Like, what? Now, would you like to see a picture of the couple? I would. All right. So here we have, this is them on their wedding day, if you can see them. Okay. She's yeah. an absolute little cutie. She is, yeah. She's she's only about five foot tall. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> with that kind of money, <laughs> buy her some big shoes. <laughs> Get some stilts. Yeah. There you go. Get some wedges. <laughs> she looks very happy. She does, yeah. He, however, yeah. looks very inconvenienced. Yeah, well, he's just fucking cashed in. What's his problem? By the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's the day you get your check. This should be, I mean, your wife. This should be the greatest moment of your life. Yeah. yeah. A year after their nuptials, well, he couldn't have objected to it too much because a year after their nuptials, Euthra gave birth to their first child. Okay. So he wasn't 100% against it. No, he wasn't. Siraj began... Complaining and telling his in-laws that he thought they should get more money. <laughs> Buy a beware, mate. <sighs> Dude, you've already signed it. You've already got a shitload. Yeah. You know, you've already got like a huge cash. You've got a brand new car. You're getting an allowance per month. Yeah. What more do you want, dude? Yeah, it's, that's a pretty gross entitlement. Oh, I think it's one of those that's like, you know when, like, you've been, like, pov or you're a student and then you get, like, your first, like, proper job and yeah. you're just like, oh, my God, money, money, money. <laughs> and then how quickly you adapt. Yeah. He adapted very well, very quickly. Yeah. So, <laughs> on the 27th of February, Yuthra and Siraj were at home with their son when... Siraj came downstairs and then told his wife that he had forgotten his phone and told his wife to go upstairs and get it. Okay. There's your first sign. Yeah. Get your own fucking phone. Fetch me my poo knife. (laughs) Shit's getting real. Very real. I'll cut you and your poo out of the well. (laughs) (sighs) So she went upstairs to get the phone. And as she moved towards the phone, she saw a snake. Oh. Coiled up on the marble tiles of their home near the phone. Uthra screamed and screamed until Siraj came in and he picked up the snake with the help of a stick and said that he was going to take it outside to kill it. Okay. Again, rude. Relocate. No need to kill them. (laughs) He picked up a snake with his stick. (laughs) He just happened to have. (laughs) Hello, snake that's never met me before. So that was on the 27th of February. Yes. On the 
2nd of March, <laughs> Uther was given a bowl of pudding by Siraj. Oh. That's your, if, if a man never cooks for you and then suddenly hands you a bowl of pudding, run. Is this going to have a pudding snake in it? Run. <laughs> pudding snake. Pudding snake. <laughs> That's some Vladimir Putin-level assassination. Oh, no, pudding snake. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Do you... My doctor said dessert would kill me. Oh. <laughs> All I can think for those who have missed uh, currently the man who led the most recent coup against Vladimir Putin. Yes. Um, who was Prigozhin? last? Yes, was last seen trying to recruit people to fight a war in Africa. Yeah. Come join my mercenaries. Was mysteriously invited back to Russia for a talk. Yeah. And his plane happened to. Oh, fall out of the sky. This <laughs> could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was snake pudding? It was like snakes on a plane. The snake pudding jumped out. Ah, bit the pilot. Ah! <laughs> Definitely snake pudding. <laughs> pudding uh, snake. You know what? This uh, this was a nice change though. This is the first one of Putin's enemies in a long while that hasn't just fallen out a window. How do we know they didn't fly through a window? <laughs> we don't know. The largest window of them all. Oh, my Lord. Vladimir Brand, pudding snake. <laughs> Guaranteed to eliminate all dissidents. Don't give him ideas. And wives. He doesn't need more. <laughs> He's given people radioactive tea. He's used nerve agents in London. Come I on. Well, oh, pudding yes. snake. It's time for pudding snake. He is the ultimate Bond villain. Like, he is literally this far away <laughs> from putting freaking lasers and freaking sharks, man. <laughs> Well, they, uh, they did put mines in dolphins. Yes. No, but that was the US. Yeah. Oh, no, that's true. Uh, yeah. Step up your game. <laughs> They've fallen behind. Oh, Lord. So, no, so he gave her the pudding. And then, feeling tired, Euthra went to bed. Okay. Suspicious pudding. What you, ladies, when you go out at night, you got to cover your pudding. Like, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> But in the middle of the night, she woke up screaming in pain. She had been bitten multiple times. Bitten by a snake in her own bed at around 8.30pm. Wow. Euthra called to her husband in intense pain, crying. Her husband took her to the hospital. He took her to the hospital around six and a half hours later. Oh, that's suspicious. When she first announced, ah, multiple snake bites. <laughs> He's like, hang on, shh, shh, I'm watching Married at First Sight. It's strangely ironic. <laughs> this is my new season. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> So, yes, he took her in at around 3 a.m. was when they arrived at the hospital. Right. Euthra was suffering from swelling and was hemorrhaging. Oh. Uh, Euthra had been bitten by a highly venomous Russell Vipers snake. Oh. When questioned by the family why it took so long for their daughter to be admitted to hospital, Siraj said that he could... He put his car, his he put his car and his wife. That'll explain it. Dramatic pause. <laughs> he put his wife in the car, and he had driven from nearby clinic to nearby clinic, trying to find someone who had anti venom. Right. But the, none of them had the anti venom for that snake, so it wasn't his fault. He was out. Totally just driving around yeah. from clinic to clinic. And, of course, she was, like, drugged and, like, coming in and out of consciousness. So yeah. she couldn't be like, no, we weren't. And I'm sure every clinic will verify that happened. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember which clinics. Oh, of course not. Just, you know. Yeah. Um, he wasn't just sitting in the McDonald's car park. He's like, hey, we here in India, we've got lots and lots of snakes. Do you happen to have anti-venom? Oh, no. 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 Oh. oh, my God. Yutha was battling for life, and after nearly two months, oh, 
and three skin transplant surgeries. Oh, Jesus. She was released from hospital on the 22nd of April. Oh, man. That's only two months in hospital. Yeah. Yuthra's parents took their daughter back to their house where she still struggled to recover. Hmm. Siraj spent the majority of his time not by his wife's side, but with his parents who were now living in Yuthra and Siraj's house with Yuthra's child. Right. Fifteen days later, on the 7th of May, 2020, mm-hmm. I think I think you can see where, she, where this goes wrong. Yuthra accepted a glass of orange juice from her husband who would come to visit. Right. And juice snake. <laughs> Surprise. It's very scaly <laughs> with added pulpy scale. So she accepted the orange juice and went to bed as she started to feel tired. Okay. And her husband slept on a bed in the same room. In the morning, when Euthra's mother came into her daughter's room, she saw her daughter. Oh, no. Her head and left arm hanging over the edge of the bed, her mouth wide open as if in a silent scream. Oh. Her daughter was dead, having been bitten twice by a speckled Indian cobra snake. Jesus. Two days later, Yuthra's parents were notified that Siraj was attempting to have everything his wife owned transferred into his name. Why? Two days. I suppose he's in debt to snake dealers. (laughs) (laughs) Two days. Two days. Just a little tip for any prospective uh, herpetological murderers Mm. out there. Mm. Uh, Probate usually takes up to about a year in most countries. So bank on not getting those assets too quick. Yeah. There, you know, as the grieving widow, yeah. there is some stuff that you shouldn't do within the first two days yeah. of your beloved's death. Yeah. Um, filing for all of their assets would be one of the big one, big mm. red flag. Mm. It goes, uh, it goes, poo knife, <laughs> attempting to murder your partner for all their assets. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're pretty much equal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like, oh. Man, I was just going to work. Like it's just the probate office is just next to work. You know, it's just it's just time convenient, man. I was, yeah. just, I was there. I had an extra five minutes. I'm grieving, but I can multitask. Yeah, exactly. I'm organised. Yeah, that's when you knew he was lying. No man can multitask. <laughs> I've got to get back to watch the new series of Married at First Sight. This is. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I've got to get those casting auditions down now. <laughs> I'm single. You ever notice that there's no Indians are married with first sight? Oh, my Lord. I'm starting to know why. <laughs> None of the bogan drama we want. <laughs> just, just this. <laughs> what do you bring to this relationship? This salty orange juice and this very, this very interesting pudding. No, the pudding is not moving. I know it looks like there's a snake in the pudding, but no, 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 no. Pudding, dear. I just wheel them off to MasterChef. <laughs> Apply your trade over there, snakey. Your mystery box is... <laughs> Snake pudding. Oh, two days. Yeah. Two days. So would you believe Uthra's parents were suspicious? No. Mm. And they went to the police to express their belief that their loving daughter had in fact been killed. Dun, 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 by her greedy husband. No. <gasps> Police launched an investigation. Launched? Like snake from a pudding? <laughs> launched like a rich bitch got murdered. Yeah. You know what I'm just saying. Yeah. If she was from the poor family. Oh, 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 oh maybe you could look for less of justice under that rug. Sweep, 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 sweep. <laughs> One rich bitch goes down. That's not true. She wasn't a bitch. Um, <laughs> so they went to the police. The police launched an investigation. Yeah. As police pulled together the evidence, they realised that the fatal cobra attack 
was not the first time Siraj had attempted to murder his wife. Nor was it the second attempt. But this was at least his third attempt to murder his wife. And each time he had attempted to murder her with a snake. Yeah. Yeah. Murder plot fails once. Shame on me. <laughs> I mean, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> shame on- yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many ways to do it. Mm. Like, maybe snake fails once, move on to spiders. <laughs> I don't know. Move on to, like, nasty bed bugs with a bad attitude. Yeah. You know, piranha. Well, then again, it could just be, you know, uh, if you put all that time and effort, you've already got the snake. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, what else are you going to do with Big Willie if not murder your wife with him? What do you do with him? Poor old Big Willie. Now you're just stuck with, oh, he's got to put him in a tank. Oh, God, where'd you get Big Willie? Oh, I was trying to fucking murder you, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> So, you, you won't put your face in it. Genuinely, that's what I think of anyone that owns a snake. <laughs> Why do you own a snake as a pet? Yeah. You want to murder someone with it? Oh, I just I just assume that it's like it's like a pure like Freudian like they're just struggling with their own sexuality. It's just dudes who want to handle dick but just can't come out and admit they want to handle dick. So they just adopt a big, thick, throbby dick. That they can just wrap around him and be like, oh, oh, I love you, Jimmy. Not gay if you're a snake. So they get a carpet dick. Yeah. Right. Basically. So much easier to just handle a dick. You don't need a tank. You don't need a heat lamp. You don't need frozen rats. I don't know. I've handled some dicks who have been pretty high maintenance. (laughs) What's a high-maintenance dick? Oh, God, don't even get me started. Uh, All of them are high-maintenance. We've been sent some, so... Every dick is a high-maintenance dick. Oh, my God, don't... You make them sound like they're vintage cars. Oh, my God, vintage cars are less work than a dick. Every dick is a high-maintenance dick. I would marry the first low-maintenance dick I could find. If I ever found a low-maintenance dick, I'd marry it. That's why I'm single. I don't have the time to maintain that high level of maintenance that a dick requires. So you either want an incredibly expensive German dick or (laughs) an affordable Japanese dick, is what you're saying. Yeah. In a world of Monaros. Yeah. yeah. Just every now and then, like a pop in it, go from a little joyride, it's all good, you know, doo-doo-doo. Yeah. And then just get on with my life and walk away from it. You want a Daihatsu dick? Yeah. Yeah. Just Suzuki dick. Just pop it out when I need it and then just put it back in the shed. It maintains itself. You would get a Mazda dick, but that's a wankle. I have no idea what that means. That was a really fucking good car joke. Get Uh, fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everyone who laughed at that is at home sitting with a giant python wrapped around their (laughs) neck, just like... (laughs) (laughs) It's okay if if we talk about cars. (laughs) It's not gay if you yell Slayer. <laughs> I love that. That's Brian Posehn joke. It's so good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yes, the, the police discovered this was his third attempt to kill his wife with a snake. And it wasn't all the same snake either. It was dip- with different multiple snakes. I love I love him covering his tracks. I love the fact that he's like, well, clearly the fault in this plan is this particular snake. Not me or my planning or the execution. It's you. It's you, Big Willie. You're the weak chain. Goes back to the pet shop. Have you got anything stronger? Or committed. <laughs> None of these weak snakes. The Soviet snake. Uh, Oh, God. I will send him little Vladimir. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So they began their investigation. The evidence trail began on Siraj's own phone. No. Where he had watched hours and hours of snake attack videos. Snake bite videos, snake venom videos, snake handling videos, <laughs> snakes biting people videos, <laughs> all on YouTube. Amazing. 
just just googling how do you get a snake to bite your wife <laughs> i mean if he was a smart criminal it would have been how to treat snake bites <laughs> Because my wife is so prone to being bitten by yeah, snakes. Oh, my lord, yes. If my wife just happens to get multiple times bitten by a Russian snake. <laughs> oh, lord. Pudding but, snake recipe. But I love it. But apparently during all of this, he yeah. never pre-looked up where apparently to find anti-venom no. at one of the numerous clinics that he spent six hours driving to through the night. Amazing. Oh, Lord. Yes. At first, Siraj claimed that he was simply a wildlife enthusiast. That's so good. That is so good. I wasn't trying to murder my wife. I just like nature and shit. <laughs> you walk in on your bicurious son handling a snake. I'm a wildlife enthusiast. <laughs> I'm not having conflicting thoughts. <laughs> It's so large and throbbing. Yeah. But it's also cold. No, the more you handle them, they heat up. They suck your energy, so they actually become quite warm in your hands. How do you know? I wasn't always single. (laughs) I thought you were talking about snakes. I thought you were sharing me some stripper knowledge or something like that. I was talking about snakes. Okay. Too hard to hurt my ball. Oh no, I can. Oh no. What? What are you doing? Nothing. I winked too. <laughs> what does it hurt? Oh no. Was there a fucking snake in that can? Oh god. Oh my god. You'll never be a cheeky uncle. You can't even wink. Without having a, I've done the ACL. I'm going to have to go home and Google. How do you wink suggestively without popping an eye socket? Oh, you fucking know it's going to change that wink to a wank. <laughs> How do I wank without popping my eye socket? That's what's going to change on your phone. Oh, God, if I knew. Snake venom and eye-popping wanks. <laughs> your Google is... That was definitely on this guy's <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Ooh. So no, he's uh, he's not, he's not trying to kill his wife. He's just a wildlife enthusiast. Okay. Siraj had also searched for local snake catchers. Oh God! So you didn't even you didn't even just just go out go out of your state, yeah. right? Just oh my lord. It's like it's like that episode of Breaking Bad where like Will White finds those like trying to they're trying to buy all the meth supplies. Yeah. You know, and he's all like, never buy it all from the same store. <laughs> Diversify your purchases. Yeah. Oh Lord. So he'd looked up local snake catchers. Finding one, he contacted Suresh Kumar. Okay. The snake handler's son. Would later told reporters that originally Siraj had approached his father saying that he had a rat infestation and that he simply wanted to rent a brown viper snake for a day. For a day! <laughs> oh my. Not murdering my wife, though. It's very important, not murdering my wife. I have a snake inf- I have a rat infestation. How many rats can a single snake take care of? And by rats, I mean small women. Yes. Maybe a, a five-foot rat. A <laughs> five-foot rat. 80 pounds, <laughs> maybe. How many bites would that take? Will I need to give it drugged juice as well? <laughs> yes. What if someone's... Yes. What if, I, what if I've given it some slightly uh, spiced pudding? Can it hide in a pudding? <laughs> Can your snake hold its breath? The rats are very clever. Very clever. <laughs> they like pudding. It's it's the, the rat's parents get their nose into things. It's very off-putting. Oh, Lord. So, yes, he just wanted to rent snake for a day. Can it make it look like an accident? <laughs> can, the, can, the, can, can the snake wear a moustache? It can never be traced back to us. And I say he just wanted to rent the man's <coughs> brown viper snake for a day. Oh, did he want a receipt? (laughs) So he paid some money to rent the snake and promised he'd be back the next day. Yeah. Siraj came and paid cash for the snake, but never 
returned with the snake. He's going to lose his deposit. I know. He did leave some suspicious pudding. (laughs) Police believe that Siraj took the snake home and made his first attempt in their home in February when he sent his wife upstairs to collect the phone. Yes. Which he had placed near the snake. Police believe that instead of taking it out to kill it, as he had said, instead he went outside and returned to the snake to the plastic container he had been keeping it in. Nice. Just in the shed. Yep, of course. Then three days later... Siraj laced a serving of pudding with sedatives and then fed it to his wife. Then as his wife lay in bed unconscious, Siraj threw the snake at her. <laughs> Literally threw the snake at her. Wow. To make it angry. Okay. <laughs> the agitated snake bit Euthra twice. Ow. While she lay in bed... Over the next two months fighting for her life, Siraj continued his online learning. Oh, dear. More videos. Oh, really? Oh, oh, a lot of enthusiasm. I don't think you understand how much enthusiasm he has for snakes. Look, as someone with an obsessional personality, Mm. I know... What he's going through. Minus- oh, so just, I'm just like when I when I I cannot stop until I've killed that person. <laughs> no, oh, minus the wife me. murder. Minus okay. the wife murder. I understand being obsessed because mm-hmm. my Google history is fucking chaos. Save it for the authorities, mate. All I'm saying is, if my my loving partner Louise ever gets killed in a Ford Galaxy carburetor rebuilding accident. <laughs> I have do not have a fucking leg to stand on. <laughs> You're so going down. Yeah. Oh, my God. And <laughs> these weird pudding recipes. <laughs> the snake catcher's son claims about one month after the first encounter, Siraj contacted his father again, this time asking for a cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the snakes got bigger. Oh, dear. Wouldn't you be like, where's my snake? <laughs> Give me my snake, bitch. Even though the trading of snakes is illegal in India, yeah. Siraj paid 7,000 rupees. Wow. So not even what he was getting in a monthly allowance yeah. from the in-laws. Yeah, cheapskate. He, he cheaped out, yeah. Uh, which is about $90 US or about 67 British pounds. Right. And he bought an Indian, Indian speckled Cobra. Remember we talked about the cobra. How do you know the speckled cobra from the monocled cobra? It's got two circles on its head. It's wearing spectacles. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So he bought the speckled cobra. 13 days later, he put the cobra in its container into a bag and carried it into his wife's parents' home where urethra... I was waiting for that. Yeah, drink more. That'll help. That'll help with your pronunciation. Don't clutch your eye like the winking injury made you do this. Oh, my Vietnam eye. I can't wink anymore. I lost it, Sam, in this country, damn it. (laughs) I lost it telling the ultimate dad joke. Worth it. <laughs> I was just eating some pudding and ah. Ah. <laughs> you're t- we're still recovering. <laughs> On the night of sixth of May, Siraj stayed over, and in the evening he presented his wife with a glass of orange juice. <laughs> if the glass is this big <laughs> and it's bubbling. <laughs> It's thrashing about. Don't drink the juice. (laughs) (laughs) So she took the juice. What she didn't know was the glass was laced with sedatives. Again. Once Ruth was knocked out, Siraj took out the cobra and dumped the five-foot cobra onto his sleeping wife. God damn. 
But rather than attacked, the cobra simply slithered away. <laughs> didn't, didn't want shit to do with this. No. The, the snake come out, took one look at the situation, and is like, "Oh no, I'm going to be liable. Like, yeah. I am. I'm sorry. No, my insurance will not cover this. Yeah, ask for a divorce, you coward." Yeah. <laughs> Lectured by a snake. Oh my god, the marriage attorney snake has given you his counsel. <laughs> Ask for a divorce, count. <laughs> oh lord, that snake was right. Yeah, you know. Oh my lord. So it just slithered away. No, didn't want anything to do with it. Ah, <sighs> but rather than give up, Siraj grabbed to the snake. And flung it back at his wife. But again, <clears throat> the snake simply attempted to flee. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah, fuck that. So Siraj picked up the snake again. Except this time, he grabbed it by its hood. And pressed its face. So I think he got like the hood oh. of the, the snake. Oh. And sort of like pulled it back. Like. Right. So so it's not like a delinquent snake hanging around on trains, feeding. <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> yes, it kicked back its hoodie and knocked the spray can out of its hand. No, the, the Indian cobra snake. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it held that back and then. Forced its little mouth oh. up against his wife. I feel oh. so bad for the snake in these in this situation. <sighs> so he pressed its poor little face against his sleeping wife's arm. Yeah. This time the agitated snake bit her twice. Yeah. Suraj then dropped the snake on his wife, probably hoping for more bites. But again, the snake simply. I choose to believe, gave him the little finger and slithered away as quickly as it could. Yeah. And his wife lay silently dying. Oh. Siraj calmly went to the kitchen and washed the glass that he had given to his wife. He broke the stick he had used to manoeuvre the snake. He broke it? Mm-hmm. Why? So people wouldn't be like, oh, why do you have like a snake handling stick in your room? He's like, it's not snake a snake, it's a just... poo stick. <laughs> so he broke the snake and then sat in the room, deleting the phone calls and messages he had sent to the snake catcher. Of course. Then he sat and according to the superintendent of police... He watched her die. Oh, Jesus. Piece of shit. Yep. But how did police figure all of this out? They looked at his search history. <laughs> that was a very big component. Okay. The other thing they did was police went all out on this case. Police went so far as to recreate the bedroom in which the fatal snake bite had occurred. Oh, they went full Warren Commission on it. Back and to the left. This fake crime scene contained two beds, yeah. furniture, a live cobra, <laughs> a snake handler, and a human dummy standing in for the victim. Good. Would you like to see a picture of the I, recreated I room? Do, yeah. Oh, look at that. It's pretty cool. Because obviously she was just there getting medical treatment from her parents. Yeah. So, you know, to just set her up in the in the room to get treatment. Yeah. Looks like uh, many a share house I've lived in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it certainly, and that's where her bullshit husband sat and watched her die. What a piece of shit. The snake handler pointed out, quote, Cobras are not very active at night. Every time we dropped a cobra... On the dummy, it slithered to the floor and went into a dark corner of the room. Yeah. Can you imagine that poor snake? You're just like through the forest and then the next thing you're just grabbed. Yeah. And then you're just with some weird, you've got to think sexual perverts. Yeah. Who are just picking you up and throwing you at like a dummy dressed like a woman. (laughs) What are you supposed to think? This is the worst escape room I've (laughs) ever been involved in. (laughs) 
I would be crawling away to a corner of a dark room as well. Like, yeah. you put the lotion on the basket. <laughs> the snake handler went on to explain, <clears throat> quote, even when we provoked the cobra, it did not try to bite. How do you provoke it? <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you let your mum down. I don't know. You're a failure. <laughs> oh Nobody likes you. People talk about you in the cafeteria. You're a monocled snake. <laughs> oh, my Lord. The provocation included everything from dropping the snake from a height okay. to throwing it at the dummy from across the room. For science. Launching it from a can of pudding. Oh my god, there you are. This is your chance to put it, yeah, in yeah. a can. Bing. Pudding snake. <laughs> Putting a variety of different hats on it to see if that made a difference. <laughs> Gluing on some little arms and a little knife. <laughs> Giving it a little hoodie. Oh, my God. How often are you going to get, like, that, do you know what I mean, that police investigation money? Yeah. Treat yourself. Absolutely. A little sombrero. Oh, my God. You just get all the, like, the little pictures of you with your snake with these little hats. You get little matching hats. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> <laughs> the police even got to the point where they tried... Tying chicken flesh to the dummy to make it seem more fleshy to the snake. Because they started thinking, okay, maybe it doesn't want to bite it because it's kind of, you know, plasticky. Yeah. So they just strapped chicken to the dummy. Look, if I was going to synthesize a human, that's how I'd do it. How far far down the list of things (laughs) we're going to try is taking... Chicken in Indian heat and just strapping it. That's a version of Pinocchio I would have enjoyed. Oh. oh. <laughs> I want to be a real boy. As he ties chicken breasts to himself like fucking the dude from Silence of the Lambs. Just putting his chicken thighs together. <laughs> Put the lotion on the skin. <laughs> I'd fry me. I'd fry me so hard. <laughs> we always strand a racism. <laughs> always. Oh, Lord. Or do you think it was just some guy had just, like, covered the dummy in, like, raw chicken meat and someone walked in? For science! <laughs> it's for science. It's for what? science! <laughs> Don't look at my YouTube <laughs> history. It's just deleting it with the other hand, snake in one hand. <laughs> Making a human fuck doll out of chicken, mate. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So, eventually, they strapped the chicken meat to the dummy. And then the handler took the snake by the hood and forced it close to the chicken dummy. Grabbed it by its ears. The snake lashed out, leaving a similar wound to the one found on Ruth. Okay. The snake that had been killed and buried at the family's home on the day of Ruth's death was, I guess people were angry. Yeah. Blaming the poor innocent snake. Yeah. The snake was dug up and a three-hour autopsy was performed on its remains. Okay. Which included measuring its fangs, the distance between each fang, the length of the fang, and recreating the bite. Mm-hmm. Whilst exhuming the snake, police also found what looked like a plastic container that had once held a snake in it. Oh, good God, this dude's a fucking bozo. The snake contained not only the snake's DNAs, but Siraj's fingerprints as well. <laughs> which Siraj had just attempted to put a palm leaf over in the parents' backyard, if you can see it there. That is... Oh, oh. sorry. <clears throat> that is a really fucking basic effort. Yeah, 
isn't it? Like completely hopeless. Like, oh, come on. He, he put the leaf fond over it. Well, that's literally just kick oh. some dirt over it. Yeah. That's just terrible. Not even that. It's not even kicking dirt. It literally... Just put a palm frond over it. Okay. I guess, you know, you get what you put in. Oh, yeah. Lord. So they did the autopsy on the snake. They found the container. The snake catcher's son said that once he heard about Ruth's death in the paper and the murder investigation, he pleaded with his father to come forward and tell the police what had happened. But the father remained silent. And so when was found by the police, was later found and arrested as a co-conspirator in the murder of Ruth. Let's be honest, what else are people renting snakes for? Rat infestations? Yes. But yeah, come on. Like, have you learned nothing from crime shows? As soon as that happens, you go straight and plead your deal and be like, oh my God, I'm going to give you all the evidence. I'm going to give you the phone conversations, the picture of me, him, and the snake all wearing matching hats. Yeah. For like immunity, you know, or a fine. Me teaching the snake how to hide in a can of pudding. Yeah. All that. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't be like, oh, no, like my professional oath as a snake catcher <laughs> dealer. Rat, rat that son of a bitch out. Exactly. Oh, I'd rat so hard my own snakes would want to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he didn't. So he ended up being arrested as well. <sighs> Siraj was charged with the murder of his wife by police. And, and and I love it because it was just when they're like, well, we're going to throw everything at this guy. They weren't fucking around. So not only did they arrest him with the attempted murders and then the eventual murder of his wife, the forest department also brought a case against both Siraj and the snake catcher for illegally possessing, selling and killing reptiles under Section 9 and 15 of the Wildlife Protection Act. That's some Al Capone shit. <laughs> That's tax evasion. Just in case we can't get him on the murder, yeah. we'll get him on like the snake handling. Misusing a snake. <laughs> Destroying good pudding. Oh... Prosecutors claimed his intent had been to murder his wife, seize her assets, and then marry another woman to look after him and his parents. Jesus. The judge in the case, Judge M. Minaj, said, This is a case of diabolical and ghastly uroxicide. That's amazing. Which I looked up is which is the murder of a wife. Oh, there we go. I th- should know that. <laughs> what from your search history? <laughs> Lou, run, run. No, because it's so common. Okay, just don't. Yeah, that's sure. Just don't accept pudding. <laughs> oh, jeez, or anything moving. Uh, Sarah was found guilty. Trust me, if she didn't accept snake, this fucking relationship would be over. Try to be macho. She fucking puts up with you. That's how this relationship continues. I know. She fucking continues to keep putting up with your shit every day. I'm the one who's going to get a pudding snake. <laughs> it came in the HelloFresh. I don't know. But you're such a nihilist. You're going to serve yourself your own snake pudding. I will. Oh, Lord. So he was found guilty and he was sentenced... To a double life sentence in prison. Nice. Nice. The, I, I couldn't find what he was given by the forestry department. So I couldn't find the ruling on that one. <laughs> Custody of Siraj and Ruth's son was awarded to Ruth's parents. Good. Siraj has never displayed any remorse for the murder of his wife. How cold-blooded. Or the snake. Cold-blooded as the snakes he rented. He rented the snakes. He didn't even own the snakes. What a fucking bozo. I know, just when you think you can't be more of a loser for, like, killing, like, your yeah. poor five-foot wife. Yeah. You know. With a rented snake. <laughs> fucking 
rented snake. Didn't even Dude. doesn't even own it outright. Didn't even catch it. He rented it. Oh my god! It's like there's people who rent a Gucci bag. For yeah, the day. rent a Ferrari. You're impressing nobody. No, with your rented snake. Probably didn't even own the pudding. Probably not. Oh my lord! So yes, that was a quite recent case. Oh really? Um, I think. Well, like I said, that only happened um, just recently. Um, in 2020. Oh man! So, I think one of the more obscure things that we've found people have tried to murder somebody with. Yeah. Snakes. 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 There Sick you go. Motherfucking snakes and this motherfucking Fucking patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my lord. So yeah, if you, uh, I guess, basically, you know, don't. Don't offer people money to marry your children. Mm. Um, never trust a pudding. No, that's no. What? Life's not worth living. <laughs> I'm not going to take the chance. Just open the pudding away from yourself. Like, you know, operate it safely. Yeah. Okay. Assume every pudding is loaded. It's like a gun. <laughs> Always assume that pudding is loaded. It doesn't matter. The Americans won't make any move to loaded like put with any law cholesterol. <laughs> Any law controls on the pudding? No. Doesn't matter how many people die. No. Fact check for pudding? No. From my fat dead hand. <laughs> oh my lord. So yeah. Um. When looking for a man to marry, don't look for a man that likes pudding. Don't look for a pudding man. Look for a moth man. Oh, very good. Through a moth man, eat the carpet. And what's the patriarchy without snakes? <laughs> I don't know. Let's not catch it on. No. No. There's no knowing necrophilia. <sighs> and if at first you don't succeed... Get another snake. Get another snake. It's the snake that's the problem. Oh, when the snake hits the fan. Get another snake. Let's, let's end this madness like a poorly arranged marriage. <laughs> 